0: Snake says, I always work alone. And then <laughs> Hal Emmerich is like, are you an otaku too? <laughs> and like, cause alone, right? If you spend your days alone, you're otaku. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I can't believe that. Oh my that God. is so freaking funny. So I have.
1: What's up everyone? Welcome back to the State of the Ark Podcast. My name is Mike. My name's Kason We are getting into it. It's we're actually actual gonna, start we're gonna play game. this game now. We're actually playing. This. We're gonna push buttons. Um, when you do that, uh, it kind of starts out, it shows Shadow Moses Island and Liquid and some guys and stuff. They have this nice displacement effect
0: on, like, a submarine.
1: Yeah, submarine coming in. It goes, it has some cool moving shots through the submarine. Yes, yeah. You know, you got, like, crew members kind of moving back and forth. Yeah. This shot, actually, in the PS1 version, as far as cinematography goes, as far as the camera move is superior to the one on Twin Snakes. No I, way. I don't what? know how they made the what? Twin Snakes shot look less cinematic and wow. less like a movie than the PS1 version did. Congrats, congrats to them. <laughs> Good job on making it worse. <laughs> um, anyway.
0: I like the shots in the cockpit, or not the cockpit, I guess. Well, sort of, what would you call that? Inside the little capsule yeah. that Snake oh, yeah, is about to be shot of out it. of. You kind of see him getting into yeah, it. He's and has got and... He's all ready to go. Yeah, really cool. Um, and they're of course explaining the things that we already. They're just basically explained.
1: explaining in one large paragraph. Yeah. The entire twenty-five minute exposition we got from the briefing that we went over in yes. the last episode. They've condensed it quite a lot. And they introduce us to yeah, Dr. Naomi
0: and uh, Campbell, yeah. and then is Mei Ling here? Or does she come Mei-Ling in? Mei
1: Ling comes in when you're actually when we when you show go up. Through, at the when you go up the elevator. Oh, I see. At yeah. The, at so that pretty point. soon. Yeah. Okay. But anyways, it's kind of like uh, you've got this narration over the top of what we're seeing. So it's calling back to the briefing that they did before this, but it's yeah. just giving you the key information in case you skipped that and you just wanted to play the game. And it gives you the most basic stuff. you got to get the DARPA chief and the president of arms tech, that's yeah, your yeah. goal. you got to make sure that they can, whether they can launch a nuke or not, and if they do stop them, um, yeah, your mission. Should you choose to accept it, just like the basic. Yeah, and it tells you who your enemies are: the the Foxhound guys, the Vulcan Raven, Cyclomantis people. Yes, that's right. All those names. All that stuff. And of course, the we key get keyboards. some great opportunities
0: to to flirt with Naomi a little bit. Yep. Tell her that we like her and that she
1: likes us, and we're looking forward to you know <laughs> seeing her again in person. Yep. <laughs> so I did not play this game in 1996. I no, played this game gosh. for the first time would have been maybe 2022 in, <laughs> for me <laughs> i played i think in 2008 for the first time yeah that was my first time playing it oh okay um because i had played metal gear solid 3 around that time and i was like this oh. is so sick it was yeah, my first yeah. game heard in 3 the metal is gear really good. it's it's one of my favorite games ever oh. and i was like okay i need to like play this series so i went back and played metal gear solid one um but i can only imagine in 1996, having played this. I mean, like in 1997, 98, whenever it was you played Final Fantasy VII for the first time, right. it was really shocking, the the camera moves. And yes, that. yeah, yeah. But like this, <laughs> um, while it doesn't have the FMV, like really clean sort of like graphics that say FF7 did for its intro sequence. Oh, sure, yeah, the FMVs. The yeah. camera work is better. And it's, it's good, yeah, it's very good. It's just like, dude, after just coming off of, say, the Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis uh, era, right? Or even if you had a PlayStation and you had played something like Suikoden, which was still a 2D RPG. Right. Yeah. Um, and then you're playing this. It's just That must have felt like such a revolution, such a leap. Yeah, a big leap, yeah. Where it was like, Oh my gosh, this is like I'm in a movie. This yeah. is like I am yep. in a movie. This is and
0: crazy. Like it's like the color too. Like it, everything yes. looks really, um, really good. I mean, there's obviously the blurriness of the textures and the, the blockiness of the pixels, right? Yeah. But like everything looks really good. It's not like you're getting anything standing out.
1: Like everything looks, it blends really well. Yeah. It's really good. Like yeah. it's just really seamless. All the shots work like... Yep. So it's it's him like kind of coming in and like poking his head up uh, in that kind of like hangar area. Yeah, yeah, and you see some people and walking And like around. Liquid's talking and he's like gets on the elevator and he I've goes I've got up. to
0: go deal with uh, some birds. Or what does he say? <laughs> Is it some birds? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. And or a few flies. I have a few flies to swallow.
1: <laughs> and um, uh, you know it's got like the opening credits kind of overlaid over the top yes, of it. Yes, like, yeah. Here's your sound It feels designer. like a movie, yeah. Here's your producer, here's your director. Leading yeah. up to the reveal of the title of the game, just like in a movie, like yes. the title of the movie, it's fantastic. It's a really, really, it's really good. And there's
0: there's some sequence. reasons why it's so good. They use a technique that I've talked about, but that I haven't gotten into too much depth about because I have a video that's going to come out about it later. Oh right. But they this is the birth of the hero. Birth of the hero. And yep. it's it's great because you start out, you're in a submarine, you're in an enclosed safe place where mm-hmm. you know it's the pre birth moment, right? <laughs> you get into the the little capsule, they shoot you out. You go through kind of like a canyon type, mm-hmm, kind of under, underwater canyon. You come out, up, up out of the water, right? Mm-hmm. And you jump out of the water, and then um, you're in uh, a whole new world at this point. And as I mentioned in the last episode, Campbell even mentions that you are naked you're right, naked, snake. True. Meaning you didn't bring anything with you. It's just your body.
1: You're there. It's just you. I didn't even you're mention You're basically this naked when you were asking about games that do this. Dude, it's so many though. I did. Yeah, there's a lot of them, but yeah. I didn't remember this one. And this is that's totally. It's 100. It's totally. In there. This is the birth of a hero. So it's a birth sequence and you go through to they, get
0: into this new world where you're going to face all the challenges of life. You the know? first Metal Gear has a,
1: a, a underwater is it infiltration as oh, well. Oh no way! Nice. Yeah.
0: I wonder if it's got yeah. some of these same motifs of naked going through well he, canals of sorts.
1: That's a, that's a trope of the series. He's always yeah. naked, and he, he he has to procure on site. His, okay, yeah, his equipment. Okay, that's kind of the case. That that's game. another whole like yeah. that
0: just adds to the that's strengthens crazy. the motif of, that's of crazy. childbirth. Yeah, it's pretty good stuff.
1: Um, anyway, really, really excellent opening sequence. It's really, really good. Um, uh, the, I guess the note that I wrote is um, I'm not talking just about graphics, but about cinematography. The jump from either a top-down yeah. or side-scrolling angle to something like this must have felt like an absolute revolution for the media. Totally. Because you, I, I, I have issues, like, for example, with the Nintendo 64
0: with Ocarina yes. of Time. You've got some decent camera work there, but for the most part, it's really standard. It's really basic, from one keyframe to to the next keyframe, and then stop.
1: For the sake of having camera movement. Not because that camera is actually saying anything.
0: Not very much. Or it's just to show you a a thing. You're here,
1: here's the thing, here's where
0: you're going, now back to you. Yes. Um, This game uses it so incredibly well. Like, so super well. In fact, this whole game reminds me a lot of Vagrant Story. Like, a ton. It's it's got that feel, but even with the camera work and things. Like, it
1: really feels cinematic.
0: And they did such a good
1: job of it. It's incredible. There's an actual cinematic language here. Yes. Rather than just, let me show you this and that. Yes. (laughs) yeah. It's not just, like, utilitarian in that way. It's, it's like, it's artistic. It's artistic. There's a... Um, an addition to the layers of storytelling that the camera is supplementing. Yeah, um, and it's clear that Kojima grew up studying film. Film, like, yes, it's extremely yes, yes. clear. Yes. When you see how these scenes are directed, right? Fantastic. Super yeah, well yeah. done. Beautiful. Um, <clears throat> first example of many fourth wall breaks here, because <laughs> uh, you kind of sneak past some guys, get into that elevator, and go up. And then the codec. That's when the title. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid. solid come yeah. super cool shot. Um, you come up, and the codec comes up. You press the select button, and and, and that's what. press the select button. That's before yes. you go up the elevator. He first talks to you when you when you first come out of the water. He he tells you to press the select button. Yes. To use the codec. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'm not being super hard on it. Like no, Zelda did this. I wish. I don't mind it too. I much. would rather that you have some kind of. Um, uh, what would you call this, like, omni-perspective, that's not the real word for it, uh, hmm. out-of-the-game tutorial okay. text saying, this is that how you wasn't do this, like, rather than a character diegetic. in the world, yeah. yeah, a diegetic character saying, yeah, press the yeah. select button, or press Z for Z targeting. Yes, press Z, yeah, oh, you're doing it, good job. <laughs> it's like, dude. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's a
0: little, it's a little funny, but first I many. really
1: don't mind it here, yeah. They First do a First of lot. many fourth wall breaks. Um, okay, now after you go up the elevator, Snake's talking to Campbell and Naomi. Yeah. He thanks her for the mm-hmm. suit and the shot that she gave him to yes. keep him warm.
0: And now we're getting some, as you know, dialogue. This yeah. is where you get a little, a little bit. bit of that. Because I wish we
1: could have avoided it. but It's like he needs to show he already talked to naomi before Uh, in that scene but if you haven't seen that scene it's it's hard it's really hard to avoid as you know dialogue all the time especially if
0: you want to quickly get people into your game yes sometimes
1: it's it's necessary yeah, yeah sometimes you have to do it you avoid it when you can but here it's not like you know hugely offensive or anything but it is there yeah um anyway uh he asks about the diversionary operation so Campbell says two F-16s are, like, doing a yes. flyby. And sh- they should have been picked up on their radar already. Yeah. And so you see Liquid getting into a helicopter. A like, Hind D. A Hind D, he calls it, yeah, which is yes. a Russian gunship. It's a, yes. a real-life helicopter. It's it actually is. used by more than just the Russian military now, but well, it was they developed. Because they it. Yeah, the yeah, Soviets, yeah. By the Soviet Union. Yes. Um, and so he gets into that, and he's, he's going to go kind of fly, presumably, after those... F-16s. Um, yeah. I actually pulled it up here. The the technical name for it, I guess, is the Mil Mi-24. The name of that helicopter. Oh, okay. Um, huh. They just call it a, a Hind D. It's like another term for it. But hmm. um, it's a large helicopter gunship, attack helicopter, and a low capacity troop transport. Uh, it can hold up to eight, I guess, eight people, eight okay. people inside. So, the national origin, Soviet Union, Russia. I remember this from Red Alert. That's where I know yes. the, the word Hind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it says that there were 2,648 of these gunships that were built in total. Wow. That's a lot. Anyway. <clears throat> uh,
0: so this is where Mei
1: Ling shows up, right? Is that your next?
0: Oh, but he, he says, mm.
1: this was kind of interesting. He says, a Hind D, this is Snake talking. Yeah, yeah. What's a Russian gunship doing here? Right, that means there's some and Russian And Campbell moment. says... I don't know. (laughs) I don't know.
0: Oh, they didn't tell him anything. Poor Campbell. Yep. He's just here to rescue his daughter.
1: Uh, The Colonel then reminds Snake of his 18-hour deadline until Mm -hmm. the terrorists are going to launch their nuke. This is when Maylene cuts in. Uh, She was assigned as the visual and data processing specialist. Yes. Uh, So she designed the codec that you're using and the radar system that you're using. Um, Snake immediately hits on her He wall. thinks she is just
0: beautiful. <laughs> he thinks that she is, what did he say? Wow, I never thought a technical expert would be so That's cute. cute. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, and she's oh, like, I can't believe I'm being hit on by the, Metal gear. The, 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 the um, famous, famous solid snake. Famous solid snake. Oh, and she's like blushing and it's like, I, I wrote here that it's basically a money penny situation. Yeah, I is like that. This is like the secretary person who snake is just going to hit on all the time. Yeah. And it's going to like just miss But every time, here's you know?
1: the really weird thing about it. Yeah. He flirts with Mei Ling. Yes. Campbell and and Naomi Naomi are in this conversation. I know, Naomi's right there. Naomi circles around and flirts with him. Yes.
0: And he, it's weird. They all, well this is what (laughs) I put here. Okay, so, cause Snake says, Looks like we both have a lot to learn about each other. <laughs> oh, geez. I was like, she's money, Penny, isn't she? Also getting some, I put this here before I played the game. Actually, I'm not going to read that line because it doesn't matter. Um, they're playing up the James Bond nature of espionage entertainment. Sure. Uh, but then he says, maybe I'll let you do a strip search on me to Naomi. To Naomi. To Naomi, yeah.
1: But, but, but no, no, it's, it's the other. It's a way well, right. How does it go? She, or does she say that? She says that to him. And he says, I look forward he says, to it. Because uh, she says, seriously, Snake, we're here to back you up. Call us if you need anything. I, I put definitely do this. I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, use the codec a lot, though. Oh, yes, um, do com- it. But Campbell says so that he's naked. You mentioned that. Yes. You need to arm yourself. And Snake says, I remember. First, I'm strip searched by Dr. Naomi here. Mm-hmm. And then all my weapons are taken away. Imagine yourself in that position. And then she says, well, if you make it back in one piece, maybe I'll let you do a strip search on me. <laughs> And so like, 90s. What? So and classic, then he's man. Like, classic. I'll hold you to that,
0: doctor. I'll hold you. Yeah, looking forward to it. So I put down a, at that moment. I was like, okay, this is a very dysfunctional elite spec ops team, <laughs> right? Uh, Snake is trying to get with the only two family females that we know exist so far. As I mentioned in Mass Effect. At the
1: same time, I know. Both there. I
0: know. As I mentioned yeah. in Mass Effect, I'm, I'm just not a fan of the of whole that, like yeah. the commander of the operation like hitting on all the subordinates that are yeah. there to support him. It's like just not a fan, but you know, <laughs> it
1: kind of makes for some fun moments in the game. It yeah. really does. Um, he also mentions how he managed to sneak his smokes in with him because <laughs> yeah. he, he swallowed them because they minimized his stomach acid with the nano With the machine, gave him yeah, and
0: so he didn't throw up
1: when he, <laughs> he did. <laughs> he that. swallowed his cigarettes and then yeah. like regurgitated. And them. Mei
0: Ling is like, "What are what are you going to use those for?" And he's like, "Well, you never
1: know. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> they might come in handy." And that actually is true as well. we'll of find. course, of like, course, yeah, that, That's not just you know funny dialogue. It's yeah. like you can actually use them to solve you know, a puzzle of sorts a little bit later. Yes, I remember. So pretty cool. Um, OK, then you can kind of start sneaking around. Um, yeah. It's pretty difficult, and this is a yeah. pretty big um, section.
0: I don't know, there's I feel like you've got to, to, go. to go really quickly. Yeah. Yeah, but there's like searchlights and people walking all around. Yeah. There's two layers. I think there's a second floor. Yep. And yeah. there's cameras and yes, cameras. all kinds of things. They're kind of introducing you to a whole ton of stuff all at yeah. once here.
1: Very. in if you're breaking this down as a game design, you know, your first room was just soldiers walking around. You're yeah, and a very predictable pattern. You're seeing their cone of vision. Yeah, yeah. You see that when you walk through water, it al- they hear the they sound hear and it the, alerts them. The Pitter patter. And they go, oh, what was that? Yeah. And they come looking at it, you know. So they they're, they're kind of slowly introducing you more and more elements of the gameplay yeah. in a way that's this, really well paced. This did feel like kind of a lot at once, though, but... Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that's one thing I took note of is uh, the difference, I feel, pacing-wise between this game and Vagrant Story. So oh, we talk yeah. about how Vagrant Story has excellent cutscenes, but they're but short, and then there's slow. like hours of gameplay before yeah. you get the next story scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the other way it's around. It's the opposite. They have yeah. really long cutscenes, and then... You'll have a pretty brief, maybe like 15 to 20-minute section yeah. of gameplay, and then you'll go back into story. And game. then you'll get some more I much prefer dialogue. this. Me too, actually, me too. Yeah, the and way it gives that us more to talk about. Things are paced. Yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't, you know, it's like you, you'll go through, because from here, from the outside, you crawl in through the vents. Yeah, the vents. You go down into a room where you have to go down to the second level to an elevator to basement one, and then bam, there's the DARPA chief. Right, that's like true. Two we rooms, find him really quickly. More or less. Yeah. And a ventilation shaft that connects them. Yeah. And then you are and at the there. DARPA chief for the next cutscene. I really like that. Yeah. Then you go They're down to basement. Yeah. Two for yeah, yeah. the arms tech president, Kenneth he Baker. Has, he has the clearance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Then you go back up. She opens the cargo door. You go and fight Vulcan Raven. No, A new cutscene after that is you're then going into the nuclear warhead uh, like yeah. assembly building or That's whatever That's true. It is, it's really where, minimal. Um, where Otacon is at. Where Otacon. So <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's like, it, I would love the pacing between gameplay and cutscenes of this yeah. game. It's done really, really well in my opinion. Much I better agree, than I The Vagrant Story. Um, Though vagrant totally stories, cutscenes are just as strong. They're as
0: sweet and they're very well done. But yeah. yeah, this one and a lot of these cutscenes, we'll call them cutscenes, but it's just like talking yes. uh, to people on the on little the intercoms yeah. on the codec.
1: And but it's still more or less a cutscene. It's just it's just tons of dialogue. Yeah. So, anyways, like as you though. get past this section and yeah. into, you can pick up a weapon here or not. You know, there's it kind of gives you some freedom to explore yeah. or not explore. Or just get in there any any way you want to do it. Um, It seemed to me like, um, okay,
0: so the guy who's in the Hind D comes back, right?
1: mm -hmm. I can't remember exactly which Liquid got inside of the Hind D and took off. He
0: did, he left. But I can't remember exactly what he said. It seemed, oh, maybe this was on the codec. This was on the codec. So as we get in, it's like, oh, the F-16s got shot down, right? Yeah. By a Hind D. Yes. Is that possible? I want to ask this to, I want to ask this question. Are there, any, question. Military Air are there any military, are there any military, because my initial response to like, like helicopters are sweet. Like don't get me wrong. F-16s are, are very fast and can, <laughs> I, I don't know, like a Hind D chasing after F-16s or confronting them would have had to, and destroying both of them. If they have radar, it would have had to intercept he'd them. You'd have to cut them off. But they would have also to, have
1: radar, wouldn't I know, they? I know, I would so. believe so.
0: And he must have some killers, heat-seeking missiles, and be very maneuverable and very fast in that Hind D. I don't know that it's possible. I would, I would guess that it is. Anything's possible if you're lucky. But like, <laughs> I would guess that it is bordering on absolutely impossible for a Hind D to intercept F-16s
1: and and destroy both of them. Yeah, unless they didn't know it was coming, somehow, if their radar wasn't working or something.
0: Yeah, like unless that. something, something. But that, I don't know why that wouldn't enough, be the case.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't know, but. I just have questions, that's all. If anyone's in the Air Force out there, tell
0: us. Please, please tell me. Is this possible? And I don't mean, like, one in a million possible. I mean, like,
1: probable in any <laughs> real, like, one in a hundred, you know? Yeah, right. Um, okay, so as you get inside of the uh, uh, the ventilation shaft, you're contacted by a guy named McDonnell Miller. Um, Snake refers to him as Master. I'm, I'm oh, guessing that yes. was Sensei in Japanese. I actually didn't check, uh, but probably. But Sensei... It can mean master in, like, the like, martial arts sense. Yes. But it can also just mean teacher. Yes, exactly. Yep. So he was a drill instructor for Snake. Oh, gotcha. Originally. He, like, trained him. This McDonald. So it driver. doesn't
0: have to be, like, Master Splinter. No. It could just
1: be, like, he's my he was yeah, a, he was teacher. A, an instructor. Right, yeah. An instructor. Fair yeah. enough. That makes sense. Um, so we talked to him a little bit. And, and McDonald Miller, Miller, I'll just call him Miller. He says, I quit being a drill instructor, so I moved out here for some peace and quiet. So he also retired to Alaska. Yeah.
0: And he's been there longer than we have.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Once in a while, I still help train the Alaskan scouts. Snake, there's uh, not... Snake. Oh, Snake says there's not anyone he would rather have in a foxhole with him.
0: Yes, he says that. And yeah. then Miller about. says, uh, Well, I no, know sir. lots
1: about survival in a harsh environment. I've lived in Alaska longer than you, so call me if you have any questions about the flora and fauna here.
0: Flora and fauna, yeah. yeah.
1: Pl- so, plants and animals. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, so Campbell brought in... He says Campbell brought me in here to yeah. kind of assist you. Um, I'm on this frequency, you know, contact me if you ever need anything, kind of a thing. Yeah. So, his former drill instructor, McDonald Miller. Um, okay, so you sneak through, like I said, that other like, sort of cargo area, go down the elevator to basement floor one, which is yeah. where you find the cells that the DARPA chief, Donald Anderson, is being held in. There's as also well as another character, a female. Yeah, a a woman. Yeah, as soon as I saw, oh, there's a woman
0: in a cell now, is there? I think I know uh, the new priority of Snake's mission.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Anyways. This is James Bond formula, right? Yeah, he's, there's, I don't know, women. He he likes women. so. So as he's talking to Anderson, Anderson confirms that it is possible for the terrorists to launch a nuke. Yes, they can do it. Yeah, Meryl overhears that. This yeah, is she's like, "What?" So, yeah, she's uh, doing her sit-ups.
0: Yeah. I got a kind of like a Sigourney Weaver feel yeah, from her in mm-hmm. like Aliens, you sure. know. Yeah, and where she's just like more hardcore, the second Alien one. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that she's got kind of that hair, and it just feels that way. She's got a tattoo on her arm. Yeah, right
1: and she's doing her hardcore sit-ups, yep. you know, like just training. Yeah, a rookie soldier, yeah, yep, yep. amped up to like get some action. Yep. Um, she's listening, she can hear. And I was like, these must be the thinnest concrete walls.
0: Yes, yes, <laughs> she can hear, but the guard who really wasn't standing that far away nope. cannot hear
1: Snake Yes. at all. He hears the DARPA But chief. she can hear. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know what these walls are made of. They look like concrete to me. Maybe but.
0: there was like a little pinhole or something. <laughs> She hear uh, so she's while.
1: overhearing them in the next cell. Um, so Anderson goes on to say that uh, they were conducting tests for a new Metal Gear. This is where it's revealed yeah. that they're actually building a new Metal Gear. And this is the famous Metal Gear Metal Gear <laughs> line, right? Yep. Uh, they're calling this one Metal Gear Rex. Um, so Snake thought that the Metal Gear project had been scrapped ever after his previous run-ins with it. <laughs> Twice he's defeated this thing, yeah. Um, but Anderson tells him that it's actually grown into this massive joint operation between Arms Tech and DARPA. Right. Um, they were going to use the raw data from this exercise to then send it into mass production. Mm. Um, there are two passcodes, he says, that are needed to launch the nuke. That's the PAL that they were talking yeah, about the earlier, PAO. and that. Anderson knows one code, and Kenneth Baker, the yeah. president of ArmsTech, knows the other. Mm-hmm. Um, Anderson talked and, and gave his code, yeah. is what he says.
0: And a Snake pushes him on that. He's mm-hmm. like, how could you do that? And he's saying that it wasn't even his fault. It was uh, Psycho, Psycho Mantis. Just kind power. of like read it from his yeah. mind. And he, he didn't even, he was, my guess is he was going to resist torture. Yes. But Mantis was able to just kind of pick it out of his brain. Right. So it's like, well. So he's like,
1: Psycho Mantis read, it, read my mind and got the code. Yeah. Um, and he's like, you got to go to get Baker. Yeah. Um, maybe and he C hasn't given his code yet. Yeah. Um, <coughs> but he, he also says, he mentions how there's another way, even without the codes, to like an emergency override, where oh, you need yeah. these keys. The cards, there's like just, three of them. Yeah, there's yeah. three cards total. And that Kenneth Baker has those cards, so you need to go to him and get those. Right. Um, Anything else that I missed from this conversation? Uh, I just wrote, I love the 80s action movie feel to everything. Yeah. Oh, he gives you a, a, a... a key that gives you access to all the level one doors, so these doors that were locked That's before right, yeah. you can open automatically and if the you have key, it
0: equipped. the key card reads your, your the, the salt of yes, your body, basically. I, <laughs> it amplifies the signal, and
1: so the door's just kind of open now. You don't need to do anything. Another lull that I wrote here, Which right? beautiful. I put, um, the way they describe how this works is hilarious. It's just a level one key card. Like it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't need this much like yeah. supporting dialogue, right? So but let me it's read funny that the person who says. knew the
0: the nuclear launch codes only has level one clearance. Yes. Um, all right. Uh, That's interesting. So
1: he says, because uh, I've got it here, the conversation, the actual script. Um, oh, dark. Donald Anderson was really surprised when Snake actually knew what Metal Gear was. Yeah, he's he's like, like, that's that was super a classified. Secret black project. Like, how do you know yeah. about that? He's like, yeah, I freaking killed Metal Gear twice. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> I've been through that. I've been through that. You don't know who I am here. Yeah. Um, okay, so he says this my ID card. Here it is. It'll open any level one security door. It's called a PAN card, it works together with your body's own electrical field. And Snake says, personal area network, huh? P A N. yeah. yeah, yeah. And the DARPA chief says, it transmits data using the salts in your body as the transmission medium. As you approach the door security device, uh, they'll read the data stored in the card, and the doors will open automatically. Gotcha. It's just like, it's a cool detail, I guess. It's fine, but but they didn't need to do that. Why do you need to explain it? It's a
0: proximity card. Here's, this will get you in the level two basement. Thanks. What's up, yeah.
1: (laughs) <laughs> Why do you need to explain it? Exactly. That? Um, okay. Oh, there was one other thing relating to the Twin Snakes version of the game that I that I wanted to mention. Here. Okay. So this one thing that the Twin Snakes version of the cutscenes does all the time is really ramp up this sort of like um, like next level Matrix. Uh, choreography Oh yes. what is the word I'm looking for? Acrobatics. Yeah, the acrobatics. Just to a silly degree. Yeah, yeah. Um, So in this cutscene in the PS1 version, a guard overhears that Baker is talking and starts to walk over there as Snake is talking to him. Snake is standing, the DARPA chief is between Snake and the door. So the guard would have looked inside and had been facing Snake's face. When the guard actually gets there and looks in, he doesn't see anybody and then the camera pans over or whips yeah. and, and Snake is pressed up against the wall. The wall, yeah. Where the door is yeah. to avoid being seen. Okay, how could he have done it that quickly? It's like, well, he's just- He's quick. He's awesome. He's an awesome, yes. sneaky agent guy. <laughs> he has a sneak suit,
0: so of course, <laughs> <Yes>. you know.
1: <laughs> in the Twin Snakes version, it pans and whips up to the ceiling and he's like sprawled out, like... Pushing on the Pushing walls. against the walls. Yeah. And he, it's just like, dude, why? <laughs> why did you need to change that? It's, it's, it's like, an example again of like, one rides that line of sort of like, like, is, it, is it silly or is it cool? Yes, yeah, yeah, And the yeah. other just goes way past it. Way past it, And yeah. they do that in basically all the cutscenes. It's one of the biggest criticisms of Twin Snakes is they yeah. just went way too far with that in the cutscene. It's, it, it's to the point of not being cool. It's not self-aware of yes. the fact yes. that it's not cool. Right. It's actually just kind of dumb. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's one difference in that scene. Um, mm-hmm. OK, so at the end of this cool. sequence, he starts asking him some really interesting questions. Anderson's. He asks him twice, if so Snake didn't, didn't they did tell you anything here yeah. of some other way didn't to disarm yes. the nuke? Didn't yeah. your bosses tell you of another way? He's like, no. Well, didn't they say anything about? Yeah. I just said no. Yeah. Like the government, anybody? Like no. Nope. He's like no, and he's like, okay, so is the White House planning to give in to the terrorist demands? Right. That's irrelevant to my objective here. Right. I don't right. know that. And then he's like, well, what about the Pentagon? And he's like, what do you mean the Pentagon? And as he's about to explain that, oh, no, no. And he's like having this heart yeah. attack. It's actually really well directed. It's actually kind of a horrifying scene. Oh, I sequence. thought
0: it was good. And he kind of walks towards you and puts his hands on your shoulders <laughs> yeah. and then falls down. And like
1: his, the, the actor does a really good job of yeah. like that horror, the yes. shock. Like, oh, why? like He's yes, like in yeah. a lot of pain. And, and, and Snake at the end is just like, what? what the hell just happened?
0: Yeah, and he checks. He's like, this
1: guy's dead. (laughs) He's dead. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. What's going on here? What did you not tell me? He starts accusing Campbell immediately. Yes, yes. There's got to be something you're not telling me, right? And He he denies knowing anything else. Of course he does. Um,
0: So the girl is able to get out of her
1: cell. Yes, Meryl. Very easily. Yes,
0: and she has all. She's she's very quick. She has already taken the uniform off of the guard and she's mm-hmm. wearing it herself. <laughs> and then she opens the door where we're at and she thinks that
1: we killed the yes. of the Chief. She's like, "How'd you do this?" And she's holding really the gun funny. at a... us. Uh, the guard is like propped like. Yes, butt he's up in, in the, the worst. And physician. they have like this sensor. Yes, like, um, I love it. The uh, pixelated, pixelated, a mosaic. Yeah, a mosaic on yes. his butt. And he's, he's, <laughs> so like, he's like butt up in the air like that, <laughs> all like jack. <laughs> That's so funny. And
0: then oh, um, the girl is there. Turns out yes. her name is
1: Meryl. Meryl. This is this is uh, Campbell's
0: niece. And immediately, Snake kind of like recognizes that she's not like the other people that yep. he's been dealing with. And he's just sh- like, her gun is you're, shooting. like, what's the problem? Aren't you going to shoot me? Yep. And she's like, stay there. I will. I'll do it. And he's like, you're not going to shoot me. Yep. You're a rookie. You just got out of training, didn't yep. you? Like he can totally read her. Mm-hmm. And she's really upset. She doesn't admit to any of this. Um, but he is able to convince her and then he pulls his own gun on her and she still doesn't shoot him yep. he's like see I knew
1: it now we're in now oh you know she also thinks that he's liquid at first she recognizes oh, his face that's right. and she's like liquid? Oh wait no like Yeah you're not dressed like yeah. the others you and know and it's like wow you look so much like him kind of a thing so yes um and as they're arguing guards outside are over guards here, are coming and, and snakes like they hey come in and she freezes again and he, he has, you so have to be the one shooting shoot. him. And she's like freezing up. She can't shoot, yeah. right? This is her first combat.
0: So afterwards, she gets Experience. it. We're not liquid. We're um, we're going to help her out, right? Yep. Uh, help her escape because she needs to get out too. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's saying, oh, I don't know. I, all of my training exercises, it was so easy to shoot. And he's like, it's yeah. different when it's a real person. Yeah. And then they have a really s- a brief kind of like back and forth about that, about what it's like to, to be a real soldier kind of thing. Yep. Um, but she's able to get away before we do. So we're all running down the hall, and she's able to kind of, like, escape through the doors, but then we're pinned down by gunfire.
1: Yeah. And so this she is... She goes running towards the elevator. Yes. Yeah.
0: She makes it in, and then Snake sees, like, a hallucination. Like, and there's, yeah. like, Mantis, basically, is, like, yep. floating there. It's yep. like, what the heck?
1: No, it's crazy. Um, they actually do a cutaway before that, too, where they show... And this is what really creates a big kind of first mystery for me in this game. Yeah. It cuts away to Liquid, Ocelot, and Psycho Mantis with the DARPA chief on like a table like tied down.
0: Mm. And
1: Mantis is... is That's right. Liquid's upset that they, they can't get the code. Yep. And Mantis says he has a good idea. Like he has... Like an idea just came to him. So that creates... A really interesting mystery because mm. anderson told us he gave the code to yes. mantis but now we see anderson's in a different place yes and so they're saying mysterious. they couldn't get the code they from didn't him. have the code yeah so like what's that all about really quick little snippet a, a short yes. pov change and then it kind of comes back and mantis arrives as meryl gets into the elevator into and goes the up, elevator and he says um i wrote down oh good girl just like that because I yes. think she fires back at Snake to keep him from falling in.
0: She, who could not pull the trigger before, just unloads a whole magazine at, like right towards Snake. Snake. Yeah. And it's like, hey, yeah, something weird's going on there. My only note that I took for this part is that Mantis is going to make this game very interesting, mm-hmm. is what I put. Because mm-hmm. it's we're getting into the sci-fi territory of like, like mind control yep. and stuff, and yep. it's like, okay, the game's actually getting more interesting. The more it departs from reality, the more interesting it got to me. Yeah. Where I was
1: like, okay, hey, I actually don't know what's going to happen now. Yeah. So
0: this is way more interesting to me. Yeah.
1: So then you head down to the second floor basement. This is where you find Kenneth Anderson. He's tied yeah. to a pillar with a bunch of like rigged C4. Yeah, a like, bunch all of all trip around. wires
0: and stuff. Yeah.
1: Yep. Uh, and this is where you have your fight against Ocelot. He's, Revolver Ocelot. Yep, he's one of the, the six members <laughs> of Foxhound. Yes, uh,
0: and the the Colt single action, the Colt Army single action revolvers, yep. the greatest gun ever invented. And he like the six yeah. bullets, all you ever need.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think yeah, that's pretty it's, cool. It's it's again, it's it's riding that line of absurd, yes. but like just cool and self-aware enough to not yes. be cringy, right? It's funny. It's awesome. Oh, I, it's great. It's great. Um, so then you have a fight with him. It's kind of cool because like, he'll like. Ricochet bullets off the walls to hit you and stuff, Mm -hmm. and you're so you're having this gunfight with him. Um, and you cannot if you try, so like the center of the room is where all the wires are set up, yes, you cannot run through that or else you'll trigger it and get a game over. So you have to kind of just chase him around the outside of the arena, and he'll like run this way, and you like shoot each other, and he'll he'll, like, like I said, that's what he says right before
0: the the battle starts. He goes, Draw, and then you pull out your gun, and then go, yep. It's pretty good. It's um, So, anyways, uh, he it, it ends up in the strangest way as he's about to shoot us. All of a sudden, something that's invisible shows up and slices his hand off. Right? His hand with the so gun. His the whole right off. the whole like superpower that he has is he's really good with a revolver. Yes. Uh, presumably the with gun one finder. gun or mm-hmm. with one hand. Yeah. Like he, this hand is really good at doing the thing pulling the trigger and aiming and being steady, right? And boom, he lost his hand. Like, he is useless now. It's all my hair. He is useless. I think he picks up his hand. He does. He takes it. Yeah. But I I don't know. Well, I do playing the game. (laughs) But at the time, it's like, what is that thing? Revolver doesn't know, and that's important. Because it's like, oh, there's someone who has invisibility power with, like, a sword. Like, he's probably one of the special agent or the, like, superhero bad guy people, right? And it's like, Revolver doesn't know who that was. Oh. And he freaks out. I forgot to
1: mention this too. When you're in the elevator, not the elevator, the um, ventilation shaft, you can overhear some uh, guards. Oh, we're talking about someone who's they know someone has infiltrated and they've killed three people already. Mm, yes. and Snake yeah. goes, "Oh, there's somebody here aside from me." Somebody. So already. like the bad guys know. Well, they know Snake's here now, but like anyway.
0: There's somebody yeah. else. Too. Somebody else is here. <clears> and so, and we get that, that at this point. The revolver ocelot does not know who that was. And so his hand gets cut off. He runs away. I believe he trips the wire as he goes. And the dude no, the, falls um, down. The the cyborg ninja oh, did it. Oh, yes. He that's cut right. That's all right. the ropes so, and like. <laughs> so he stops being invisible for like a little bit. Yeah. And then, yeah, he cuts the ropes. The guy falls down. The C4 blows up. But I guess the guy was fine. So that wasn't really yeah. too big a thing yeah, to worry I guess about. So. We ocelot just, gets, like, just like, didn't have a sword. Yeah, then Ocelot gets blown back, and then he has to run away. Um, but then, yeah, that um, the ninja—they call it the ninja, right? Yep, the ninja. He kind of stays there for a minute,
1: and uh, I can't remember. Do we strange words? Baker, yes, they do. Because Snake asks who he is, and he says, "I'm like you. I have no name." I'm like you. I have no name. That's And right. then Baker recognizes his exoskeleton. That's right. Okay, He's like, yeah. oh, that exoskeleton, blah, 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 blah. Like he knows what it is all about. Mm. And then the ninja starts convulsing. Yeah, his head
0: shakes. It's actually kind of creepy. Yeah. yeah. And, and then he, he just runs leaves. away.
1: Um, and then you have a really good conversation with Baker here. There's a lot of stuff in this. Try to break it down. Yeah, like this three. was But there's a lot. It's, it's packed with stuff. He seems to think that Snake was sent by Jim from the Pentagon. He keeps saying like, oh, Jim sent you or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, he says that uh, he talked as well. He gave the code. Yes. But that he resisted psychomantis.
0: Yes. So he had been specially trained to block out any psychological intrusion into his yes. mind. Like he's been trained on that. But not in
1: resisting torture. torture. Yeah, yeah. So then they just Because when when he says that, when he says, I resisted Psycho Mantis's probing, Snake says, but the DARPA chief said that Sy- Mantis got the code from him. And Anderson says... Are you sure about that? Mm. Really? Like, he, Is that right? And he's like, anyway, blah, 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 blah. They kind of just go on from it. These are things pay attention to, mm, you know, like little plants, right? Very interesting. Anyway, um, but you, he also reveals he doesn't have the card keys anymore, the three card keys that you yeah, need to yeah. stop the, the nuke. He says that he gave them to Meryl, the girl that was in the other cell, mm. um, who hid them from the guards, obviously. Um, and he forgot the codec frequency to call her, because she's using codec. Oh, He's
0: yeah. Like, He's like, uh, oh, I, forgot. I forgot.
1: I thought he was having a heart attack right there. Because he goes, <laughs> uh,
0: uh, I can't remember. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, oh, man. He's like, oh, I know. It's on the back of the CD case. Yes. yes. <laughs> so Which is a the, reference. The game case to the game of Metal Gear Solid itself. You turn it to the backside, and it has a frequency on it for, for yeah. Meryl. Yeah. Um, this is a meta fourth wall breaking. Yes, thing. it is. Although he had just given us a, a disc as well. Yes, right? he, so gave he you gives a, us a, a, like a, an optical disc
0: with the, all like, the raw data the from raw the exercise data. that they yeah. did for Metal Gear. And we're like, okay, we'll take that. Yeah. Not knowing exactly what it is. Yeah. It's like he could have been referring to the back of that disc, but it's yeah. not. It is. It is the actual CD the case, actual which case. is a problem playing the game 25 years later.
1: (laughs) Well, now you've got the internet, I guess, but. Uh, That's true, that's true. If you understand what he's talking about. if you had rented it from Blockbuster in 1996, (laughs) you might have had some problems. Yeah, that would have been rough. (laughs) You might have to go through every single frequency one by one, (laughs) trying to like call and like find out who it is uh, or which one she's on. Unless it is in the instruction manual. How did you feel about this fourth wall break? I feel like it's one of those things where if I was 10, I would have thought it was the coolest thing yes. in the world.
0: I find this charming. <laughs> 90s yeah. games did this a lot. Yeah, They did this a lot. They'd refer you to the instruction manual or the yeah. game case or something like that. And I really think it's charming. Like, yeah. it's weird. It's awkward. There's other points in this game where something similar will happen. Um, and it's... Weird from a story perspective, and as we're analyzing the story, it's like, "Hey, this is weird." But you, you, I can overlook it very easily because I remember games like this, and it's so so charming. It just takes me back. Yeah, to back in the day, man. I would have thought info. You'd read the back of the case, and I would have read every word on the case and instruction manual of every game I had because my dad was watching TV, and I couldn't play games, or my mom (laughs) didn't let me play games for more than an hour a day, and so. When I wasn't playing games, I'm just freaking looking at the pictures and reading the manuals. And when they reference it in the game, it's just like, oh, I love it. Yep. I wonder if somebody younger might not love that as much. I, I But I would someone growing up in the
1: 90s. It was the cleverest thing in oh, the world yeah. as a 10-year-old. Because
0: then it's like, oh, I'm Snake.
1: He's talking <laughs> exactly. to me. I have it's, to do real detective exactly. work in the real world. Exactly. That would have been my thought process yeah. as a kid. As an adult, it's weird. (laughs) As an adult, it's weird. And as a story thing, it's really weird. Yeah, Um, I got to forgive it. I find it charming. He also tells you about, or tells you to find Hal Emmerich, who is the designer of Metal Gear, the engineer designer of it. And he is so forthcoming about how dirty he is. Yes. Well, because he seems to think that you're sent by this gym person. Yes.
0: Which is well, actually, I don't want to speculate because I think I know who that is, but um, yeah, somebody else from yeah, the official, from the Pentagon. the
1: official places of the government, um, and, and that's why he gives you the opticals. He's like, "This is don't play dumb. This yeah, is like, why you. This came. is what you want, and we like, want the data from the Metal Gear test, right? The Pentagon yeah. wants their data from this exercise we just did. Obviously, that's why you came." Yeah, that's why yeah, I. I'll came. take that, but also um, <laughs>
0: you got some of the other things that I'm really interested in.
1: Yeah, because he wants to know if if this doesn't work, if I try to contact Marilyn, I can't get those keys. Yeah. What are and what's another way I can try to take out this warhead? And he's like, well, you have to talk to Hal Emmerich about how to destroy Metal Gear. He'll know right. the way. If anyone knows a way, it'll be him. Right. Um, he's in a nuclear warhead storage facility to the north. So yeah, there's, like, separate
0: objective. facilities here. It's not all one facility. There's, right. like, multiple.
1: So then Snake starts mentioning about how he thought the nuclear age ended with the turn of the century. And, Baker's and the fall like, of the Soviet Union. Baker's like, no way. You couldn't be more wrong. Now any country can have a nuclear program, even yep. small. Well, you know, this actually centuries. did
0: happen in the 90s um, after the Soviet Union collapsed. These nuclear physicists, you yeah. know, they were looking for some work. They were well-paid under the Soviet Union, and Russia was able to retain a lot of them, but other countries were able to procure as well, yep. including North Korea. Yep, That's so. the reason North Korea has nukes, is because the Soviet Union collapsed. So, yep. uh, so
1: Crazy that's basically stuff. what he's saying there, right? Like, yeah. So in order to keep up the U.S.'s policy of deterrence, yes. they need a weapon of overwhelming power, which is why they decided to develop Metal Gear. No. So that... They could deter everyone else. Yes, it's all defensive. <laughs> it's all defensive, and there's no such thing as escalation. So, um, yeah. he goes on to say, uh, "You know that our industry suffered quite a blow uh, from the result yes. of military cuts after the yep. uh, after the end of the Cold War. End of the Cold War. This then the So-called government didn't peace. need to
0: fund all these nuclear or these um, military programs anymore because yep. the threat was like greatly
1: diminished." Yep. And he's like, my company lost a bid to produce the Air Force's next line of fighters. Yeah. So our, the Metal Gear project was our last ace in the hole to like keep our company going. Yeah. Um, so they pushed to have it produced as a black project from the, from the Pentagon. Um, where like, you know, this is like secret funds, there's very little oversight. Yeah. Even from those bleeding heart liberals. <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> he says. Um, yeah. So that's when he gives him the optical disc. Um, he managed to hide it even when he was being tortured. Uh, he says, like we said, I, make your report to Jim on this, right? Um, he also gives you his key card that gives you access to more floors. Yeah, more he doors. can get more places, yeah. Um, you need that to get into the next building. Uh, Snake asks about the ninja that Baker had recognized. And he says, talk to Naomi Hunter at Foxhound to learn more about. He knows that. a lot. And it's like, he knows oh my a lot. gosh. How did she didn't she did These people are holding stuff from me. I know. It's Foxhound's dark secret, he says. Yeah. A genome soldier. Ooh. So, yeah, she had been talking to us in the briefing at the beginning of the end about this what they had been developing. This right. like, this genome therapy, this gene therapy to make soldiers, you know, super soldiers or whatever. Yeah. So, this Cyborg Ninja Guy is some, you know. He is some experiment gone wrong, it seems. Yeah. Uh, Baker tells Snake he's got to stop them. If the public, if this all goes public, he and his company are finished.
0: Yeah, and Snake doesn't care about (laughs) his company (laughs) at all. Snake
1: says something about, I thought Metal Gear only used existing technology. And Baker says, Metal Gear itself does, but, oh! And then he starts. Oh no! Those bastards at the yeah. pad on—they oh, went and did it. <laughs> like they, like he'd been double-crossed. You know, right. he
0: was like, "No way, no way!" And so yeah. he knows what's going on, but he's dead now. Yes. But he kn- he knows why he died. Yes. And then uh, Snake is just like freaking out. Everyone that he's met so far, except for Meryl, I guess, is dead. Is just dying Half of heart, heart
1: attacks, here. right? Like what what's going on? Now he's really yelling at Camel. Like there is no way you don't know what's going on. Um, he continues to deny it, and he even says something like, You've got to, I want you to work with Meryl, and he says, can I trust her? He says, like, more, more than you can trust me. More than you can trust me, yep. Campbell. <laughs> yep. uh, Naomi also denies knowing anything about that ninja. Nope, we never had anything like that in Fox 7, she says, for now. Great. Yeah.
0: There's, I still, <laughs> I get so much of vagrant story out of this, um, yeah. not just in the way everything looks and kind of feels. Uh, but also in just the the deception from above. Yes. That's kind of like yes. you're you're the lone soldier meant to infiltrate this place, yes, and then right. there's these political these competing political interests yes. that are kind of battling each other while you're just kind of down there, and you don't mm-hmm. know what's going on here. But there's stuff going on, mm-hmm. and and it's political and it's it's ugly, and you're just kind of doing what they
1: tell you to do, but yeah. without realizing what's going on. And Matsuno did say they were directly inspired by Metal Gear Solid. By Metal Gear Solid? When they made Vagrant Story. Makes sense. So they like, just
0: took that same
1: type of espionage yep. story and just made it made into, into like into a, a fantasy.
0: Fantasy medieval fantasy medieval yeah. setting.
1: It's exactly Which
0: like. is cool. So vagrant Story is basically Metal Gear Solid. solid in but medieval times. Remember it in the Ninja <laughs> Turtles, like three, they go back in time to yes. like the samurai days right. and stuff. Yep. That's like, vagrant like Story is Metal Gear, but like Snake goes back <laughs> to like a thousand years. Yep. Yeah, that's Pretty it. Pretty much
1: exactly right. Okay, so now this is where you call Meryl. She answers. Um, they talk for a bit. I, I didn't take everything here, but there are a couple of really important bits. Um, Snake says that it, this doesn't appear to just be a disposal facility. This looks right. like something more. Yeah. And then Merrill's like, boy oh boy, that's just like them. Nobody's told you anything, did they? Mm-hmm. So this was after, I remember back in the briefing, one of the conditions upon which Snake accepted doing this, mm-hmm. well, saving Merrill in particular as part of the mission, right. was there are no more secrets between us, Colonel. You gotta tell me everything. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things that he made him promise. And okay. this whole time we've been here, it seems like they're basically keeping tons of secrets from us. Tons. Um,
0: it's like, hey, all, I will be perfectly forthcoming with you about everything so long as you don't ask me any questions. Yes. <laughs> That's more or less like what Campbell's like. As long as you don't ask, I'll be perfectly honest with you. Yes, right. <laughs> but if you start asking, then we're going to
1: have trouble. Yep. So, um, she tells him it's not a disposal facility, but it's actually yeah. owned and operated by a dummy corporation of Armstead. So this is actually a private Base. This is not Mm. like a a military base. This is an arms tech base. Mm. Um, It's a private civilian base for the development of Metal Gear. Uh, He tells her to get out of there, but she insists on staying to help. He tells her how green she is. Uh, She tells him her whole life story about wanting to be a soldier since she was a little girl. (laughs) Yes, I've got good stuff here, yeah. I laughed at that. I know, isn't that great? I, I don't even know of any kid I've ever met whose dream was to grow up and become a soldier I don't think I've met a single kid I feel who told like me that I feel like well that young no
0: but I feel like in high school I knew one guy in high who school was sure. way
1: into military stuff in, in high school I could see it okay but if you're like in like elementary school on the playground at elementary yeah you're talking about being you're astronauts like, you're talking about yeah you know. Maybe a fighter
0: pilot. I could see like an M-16 pilot, but not like an infantryman, you know? Like, (laughs) Like, I just want to be a soldier so bad. I want to go kill people and fight. Or (laughs) or like an old-time soldier or like a cowboy. Like, I get that. But I think you're right. Like a Vietnam War, you know, like I was was
1: dreaming about being conscripted to the Vietnam War. (laughs) To me, it would be strange to encounter a child who has that as a dream, much less so A a young girl. Yeah, yeah. It just seems, uh, anyway, that that was her dream since she was a little girl,
0: she says. It seems uh, very strange. Um, She has the key cards, though, right? Yes. And so we ask her about this, and her response was that she still has them. Yeah. And that um, women have more hiding places than than men. men is what she says, yeah. (laughs) No, but I like that, though. I really like that. And we we see this later on. I'll reference this again soon. Um, But she says, um, yeah, women have more hiding places than men. And that is the the mystique of the feminine, right? Yeah. That they're more secretive and mysterious, and you know, they got hiding places that we don't know about. It.
1: <laughs> I love it, though. I think it's great. Again, I have to do this every time it's a new podcast. Um, you, if you have not seen our Xeno Gears podcast <laughs> Most or people our Final haven't. Fantasy X podcast, yeah. we talk about the yin and yang a lot. The difference yes, between we the do. masculine and the feminine. And this I is, will be bringing. This it is up. not about male, female, or gender roles. This is about the role of the feminine and the masculine and, and people fit on a spectrum between those things. Right. So when you're talking about the feminine, you're just talking about the yin. Yeah, the mystique of the feminine, the yin,
0: which is embodied by like the knight, you know? Right. <clears throat> okay.
1: Um, he tells her to be careful. Um, she says that she's in an enemy uniform, so she'll yeah. be fine. And he says, he not says, with the way that you walk. Yeah, exactly. Not with the way you walk. <laughs> um, there's <laughs> also a part great. where he keeps trying to insist that she like Hide or stay out of trouble or run away or something. They need to. They need to link up in order for him to get the keys. But yes, other than yes. that, he wants her to stay. He wants her to get away because she's so green and she froze up before. And yes. they kind of argue about this. But then he kind of like is getting. He feels like he's making some headway and convincing her to like. Okay, fine. I'll I'll do what you're saying. And yeah. then she keeps kind of insisting on being involved somehow in a way that he's not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. It's like, let me put this in another way. Stay the hell out Stay of my out way. Stay out of my way, yeah, <laughs> I love that, that was so good. And she like laughs she's like, at that.
0: Well, because um, <laughs> she had mentioned earlier in the conversation that Snake was actually pretty charming, because I think at yeah. this point is where it's like, oh, you're Solid Snake, right? right. Like, wow, that's incredible, I this is the Solid Snake, I've always wanted to meet you kind of thing. Um, and he goes, yeah, and they kind of exchange a little bit of the flirty behavior, which is mm. like, yeah, I'm sure you want to get to know me, kind of yeah. thing. It's like, yeah, yeah. Le- he says, let's um, go. Don't know.
1: worry, the the, Th- the reality doesn't yes. doesn't match the legend. Or yes, something
0: the like reality doesn't match the legend. Like I'm not as, uh, you know, James Bondy as, as James it Bond. It seems like, yeah, <laughs> like I got all this talk, but I don't actually. End up actually sleeping with any women <laughs> at all ever, and that's more or less what he's saying. Um, but you get that by the end, where he's yeah. like, "See, told you the real me isn't," because he's just like being very blunt with her, and she's yeah. like, "Ha ha, yeah, right." And like, I love it because she gives like a little laugh after he says, "You know, I told you that I'm more blunt, yeah. and I'm not. I don't match up to the legend." But the 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 avatar, the image of her when she's laughing, she's got that smile on, and she's just like, "Ha, right." And I really see, I see that smile on her delivering that line as well, mm, yeah. where she's just like, you jerk, I hate <laughs> you, but, but with a smile on, you yeah, know? Right. Like, anyways, I, right. I think it's great, I think yeah. it's wonderful. Um,
1: so yeah, he tells her she's not cut out for killing. Yeah, so sh- what she's gonna do is help, she has access to level five doors, which you don't have yet, and she's gonna help open the cargo door so you, so you can go to yeah. the Warhead facility where Emmerich is at. Um, so it takes a while. It takes a while. Yeah. There's actually in-game time in which like it's, she's presumably walking to some place to open this yeah, door. Yeah, you have to just kind of go dink around for a little bit. Messier, or you can yeah. call, uh, you know, um, Campbell and tell him Meryl's safe. Talk to some of the other Right, dudes, yeah. Talk to some people on the Kind of waiting around and then eventually the door yeah. opens. She's like, okay, you can go now. So as you're going through there, um, you get another call. There's lasers. They're invisible or whatever. And this is where the smokes come in, right? It's yeah. kind of like a puzzle thing. You have to figure out, like, what item do I have that can help me see
0: I They do that multiple times these in this lasers. game, and it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. I actually like it. It's really clever. Yeah, it's it, very it's, clever. It's one example of many very, very clever things that they put in as, as little, like, kind of mind puzzles. The, how do I get past this? Room? Yeah, yeah. Kind of a thing. It's not always the same yeah. you know, method. Every and time. so, like, if you pull the smokes out and you start smoking um, and you stand close to the laser, the laser will become visible in the smoke that he's in, yeah. is exhaling. And then you can get under them, and because they're kind of going up and down like this. yeah. And so you kind of go through there and get back outside again. Uh, as you go different. outside, you receive another Kodak from someone else that you don't know. He calls himself yeah. Deep Throat. Deep Throat. I lulled at that. <laughs> Deep Throat. <laughs>
0: well, there's- <laughs> It's it's a
1: it's a reference to a, a real no, code
0: name. It is, but even that code name, there, there was some shady stuff going on at the Watergate Hotel by the FBI. Yes. Not having anything to do with Richard Nixon. Yes. That was like prostitution yes. informant weird stuff. So anyways, the codename Deep Throat actually, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> but it, it's also part of the operation and yes. part of what happened. Anyways, there's yes. a lot of books written on Watergate. I'm sure you guys can read it. There's a lot of differing opinions on what exactly happened there. Um, but this is, I love how he asks him, Deep Throat. The wa- from the Watergate scandal. Yep. Yeah, that's right. But what's funny is the actual person who was Deep Throat was revealed. Yeah, pretty ma- recently, right? Well, yeah, maybe 10 years ago. So yeah. it would have still been after the 2005 window of Yes,
1: the after, yeah.
0: But it's not the person that, you
1: know, yeah. that that who it ended
0: up point. actually <laughs> being. Who it ended up actually being was, like, the former associate director of the FBI. Yes, right. He was Deep Throat. And right. it's like, wow. Anyways, if people <laughs> knew that in the 70s, it would have painted the whole scandal in a different light. Um, But with this game, it's like, you know, the secretive dude who's uh, Deep Throat. I just freaking love it. I don't know. It's so funny. (laughs) It's so fourth wall, but it's not really fourth wall breaking because they're playing on old history, but it's so out of nowhere. Like, who would have thought? Like, that's crazy. Deep Throat shows up. The Deep Throat (laughs) shows up. (laughs) Shows (laughs) up (laughs) to (laughs) Shadow (laughs) Moses. And he's helping Metal Gear, or Metal Gear, Snake Solid. Solid. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. Uh, It is so freaking funny.
1: So he also warns you that there's like a bunch of C4 planted in the snow. He tells you to use like a like a a device to like detect them, which you can get from the upper room and from the place you just came. Yeah, yeah. Um, And that there's a tank nearby. Ah, that's right. That's right. So he just warns you about that. Yeah. Um, By
0: the way, the conversation we had with Meryl uh, previously, mm -hmm. um, where we tell her she isn't cut out for killing, it is a fascinating conversation. I, I loved it. But yes. She ultimately decides, after she opens the door, that she's still going to, like... Do it anyways, yeah. Yeah, and we're like, stop it, go away, go away. And she's like, I'm...
1: I, I, I need I, to do this to prove... To find out who I am or yeah, something, right? Yeah, whether I really yeah. am cut out to be a soldier.
0: And what I put here is that nuclear war is at risk, and she's willing to compromise the world in order to find out if she's cut out to be a soldier yeah, or not. that's a good point. What... That's a good. Can point. you do that some other time? <laughs> hey, maybe figure out if you're a soldier. Like, go next volunteer weekend. in the yeah. freaking Iraq War or something. Exactly. Go do like <laughs> this is really important. And I'm not saying she's not useful later on. She is. Um, but I don't know. It's um, like priorities. This Come is on. kind of not priorities. the right time for this. This is not the right time. Yeah, but
1: she is 18 after all. So. That's true, that's true. She's young. And we didn't you say this in, uh, Final is, Fantasy uh,
0: Mei Ling is pretty young, too? Right? She's
1: really young. I don't remember. Actually, I ended up looking this up. Oh, it doesn't yeah? give the exact birth date. It just says late 80s. So let's pretend it's as late 80s as it gets. Let's say it's 1989. 89. This is 2005. She'd be, She'd be 16. 16. So maybe 87? if she was If she was 87... Yeah, Then she's more like 18, she's in college. But, like they, but if it's 86, being...
0: then that's mid-80s, right? So she's either 18, 17, or 16. Because yeah. 80, 86 is mid
1: Yeah, 18 is probably the oldest and 16 would be the youngest. She does say she's a student at this time. So I'm okay. going to guess 18 probably that's, sounds about right. Let's just say 18 let Let's for, just say for lots 18. of
0: reasons, because Snake is hitting on her. Let's say <laughs> that she's at least 18.
1: <laughs> let's do that. Let's just say that. <clears throat> Makes things easier for us. Okay. Uh, As you approach the tank... Oh,
0: for anybody who wants to know, the Real Deep Throat's name was Mark Felt.
1: Mark Felt, yeah. Okay, let's keep going. Uh, As you approach the tank, Vulcan Raven is inside of it, driving it. He gets out and says, snakes don't belong in Alaska. I won't let you pass. (laughs) Um, This fight... Okay, so I was going to call back to this later. Uh, This was a hard fight. This was weird. I just didn't know what to do. Naomi mentions right before you start the mission, really. Yeah. She says, seriously, Snake, like call us if you have any questions about anything. Yes. And my note was, because this was actually something left for me by somebody who watches my streams. Oh, good. Yes, definitely use the codec all the freaking time.
0: See, and Find reasons to use it. Even though the game tells me to do that. Yep. I just don't do that in games, (laughs) right? Yep, I don't, generally speaking, like, Do things that I would consider to be a general waste of time, unless it's just talk to all the townspeople. I always talk to all the townspeople, yep. but like when it's like, hey, call us up whenever like we're here, you know. I just didn't think to do that for a while, so yeah. I actually really, <laughs> really struggled against this thing. This yeah, was freaking really hard for me.
1: I really did too, and I've played the game before, but it's been so long that I've forgotten basically everything. Yeah, and so and it the was controls like...
0: are kind of difficult, and the camera is a little too close, and so yeah, it
1: just I don't know, it's hard. It's hard to see what you're shooting at in the distance yes, <laughs> when it's off sure. screen. Exactly. you gotta, you got to just look at the map and assume you're pointing in the right direction. Right. But um, this is really hard to figure out on your own. Yeah. If you talk to your people, they'll tell you what to do. Yeah. And this is just a general rule for this game. Because it's, it's a little bit counterintuitive. Because my thought is, oh, I'm in a fight. I know. You're in a fight. I don't have time to just pause fight. and go... All right, I'm going to consult with all my uh, specialists Well, Time out. What about this? (laughs) Don't you? I just wouldn't think to do that. Exactly. It doesn't make logical sense necessarily. But you should. But you should. At the start of every fight, even mid-fight, any time. It pauses the game. Yeah. to call and ask people, talk to them multiple times, take advantage of it because they will tell you clues and hints about what you're supposed to do in boss fights and what you're supposed to do when you can't figure out a puzzle or whatever it might be. So... Good, good piece of advice there from Chocolate Rob, and I pass that along now to the rest of the audience. Yes. If you're struggling, use the codec. Um, there was somebody else who responded to Rob who said, um, "There's so much of the story that you will miss if you if don't you're not do this, listening to the codec." He, he breaks it up mm. into a third of this game is cutscenes, a third of this game is gameplay, and, and a third, third of the game codec. is codec, and you'll miss a right. lot of interesting tidbits if you don't. Use the codec all the time. Well, oh, jeez, I got to play this game again. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyways, if you can't figure out what to do, you're supposed to pick up that C4 that's on the ground right. using the uh, detector that you got from before. Pick them up. Uh, you use the chaff grenades to jam the radar, so that it right. can't target you from a distance. Yeah. yeah. You run in and get really you get close. Get really close. Plant which is the counterintuitive. C4 on the on the ground, so that the tread of the of the tank will hit that. Which will it can still maneuver, but it's a lot slower and more clumsy. Yeah. If you don't do that, it'll like run away from you. I know you'll throw grenades and yeah. it and it'll like get away. Like it's really hard to actually hit it with right. things. You know. So you gotta disable its tread with yeah. the C4. You've got to disable the radar with the chaff yeah. and then you've got to throw grenades up top like into the yeah, tank like onto so it. that it hits the gunner and they yeah. die. you got to do that two or three times. A couple times, yeah. And then that's how you beat this fight. And you would have learned that if you were using the codec. If you just talked to the people on the codec. Instead of just trying I to did go learn. shoot a tank.
0: I learned, to <laughs> yes, <laughs> I learned to use the codec more as the game went on, but yeah.
1: this was early on. This was rough. So at the end of that fight, Raven calls Liquid up and basically reveals that they're just leading Snake on and playing with him here. It's like he got the key. Yeah. He's like moving forward, right? He's like letting him know what Snake's up to. And Liquid's and like, he's let's also, play with him for a little longer. Yeah, he's
0: also like, hey, be careful. This dude's the real deal. Yeah. Like this dude's tough as nails. And- yeah,
1: Liquid asks him, okay, what was your impression of yeah. him? He's like, he's okay. he fights like he's possessed. Like the yes. legends are true. Like the legend this, is true. This legend's guy, always I, would, true. I would not expect less knowing you kind of a thing. Right, right yeah. So...
0: Anyway. It's interesting how the enemy characters are so from all over the world. Mm -hmm. Like you would assume that we're dealing with one group of people from a place, but it's like, no, it's a bunch of people who all kind of show up from different walks of life and they're all kind of have this common purpose for whatever reason.
1: Yep. Okay, so once you get into the nuclear warhead facility, you're not allowed to use your weapons in there. No. (laughs) Um, Except for when... You Except launch you can use a freaking missile.
0: <laughs> See, I thought that was so funny. Where it's like, hey, don't use your gun; it might cause a tiny spark, <laughs> and this is a nuclear facility. But you can blow up an entire room. Feel free right? to a launch a remote-controlled
1: missile around the corner to a power generator. Yes, that will, like spark all over. So the
0: many, so much. Oh, so I m- laughed
1: so hard at that.
0: They just wanted to make it difficult. Yeah. And remote-control missiles are cool. And they were like, yep. let's just do them both here. Yep. but I don't know man yeah that was a little weird
1: I I laughed at that part I thought it was really funny yeah Um, anyways there you you sneak through that first room you you find there's like a room that fills with gas and there's an electric floor you have to blow up the power generator so the floor won't be um, powered anymore so you can walk through and there's a gas mask in one of the rooms so there's ways to get past that you get through there and um, you reach a hallway with this a ton was, of slaughtered guards and blood on the walls. This was so interesting. And there's a, like a guy like, being stabbed by yeah. a sword. and, and like, it's um, thrown down. I mean, the guy's invisible.
0: Yeah, so he's just like yeah. floating in the air. Yeah. And this is probably like, I don't know, seven or eight people are dead, like yeah. right there. Yeah. And it's it's pretty cool. It's, it's pretty unsettling, it's right? It's cool. It's really cool. You feel like whatever's doing this is like a real problem. And this is um, somewhat reminiscent of... Uh, you know, Final Fantasy 7, Sephiroth, bit. where you come. This game first, but yes, I'm une- unexpe- yeah. unexpected. Yeah, unexpected. As soon as you walk into the hallway, just blood everywhere. I'm like, whoa, yeah. that was wild. Yeah. Really,
1: really interesting. Yep. Um, so he, as you move into the next room, the cyborg ninja is, who has done this, and yes. he's he's um, approaching Emmerich, the engineer you were told to come and find, um, who is pissing himself on the floor yes. here. <laughs> he's freaking out. Um, and, and uh, once you show up, he turns back around and he says, He's removed all the obstacles. Now we can battle to the death, hand to hand. And Hal runs into like a locker. And, like, yeah, he's shuts like, What's it. with these guys? It's like yeah. one of my Japanese animes. I can't
0: freaking believe <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. We're gonna, we'll talk about him soon. He's an otaku.
1: He is. He, he, that's what he is. He like admits to being it. It's, 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 it's actually his code name. Is Otakon. Otakon, yeah. which is Otaku convention. Con- convention combined. Yes. yes. This dude is a is the weebiest weeb <laughs> of all weebs. Even <laughs> comparing
0: just his normal life situations yes. to his his one of his Japanese animes. One of my
1: Japanese animes.
0: Yeah. So we'll talk about that soon because it's more particular <laughs> when he's talking about being an Otaku. That's where it's uh, But what I wrote down
1: for this, white right, right, was because... Uh, uh, I'm just going to call him who he is. We, he gets revealed in the scene. This is Gray Fox. Oh, uh, the ninja, yeah. Gray Fox is, was a former member of Foxhound who was in captured. In the first or second game? In the first game. First game. Was captured and Snake went in to save him yeah. in at Outer Heaven. In the, he, he presumably died there. But in the second game, he comes back and he was the one piloting Metal Gear. You fight him mm, again right. in Metal Gear 2. So this is there. He should That's have in Zanzibar? Died in right? Zanzibar as yeah. well. Yeah. But he's still alive again. And he's been basically fitted to this exoskeleton cyborg. Yeah. And he doesn't even know who he is anymore. He doesn't know that he's Grey Fox. Right. That's why he says, I have no name. But he still has the same sense of like honorable warriors in combat on the battlefield. Let's meet hand to hand in the pure battle of see who is the greatest. I love it. I love it. (laughs) I love it. It's just. So that's what he's saying in that dialogue. And so when. When Otakon says, what's with these guys? It's like one of my Japanese animes. I wrote, yes, Otakon. Yes, it is. Yes, this it is. This is very anime, this very whole scenario. So. Very much so. Don't use any weapons. Like, yes. If you use a weapon, he basically, like, uh, he blocks all your bullets with his uh, sword. And, like, it doesn't do very much damage. So, like, mm. you're supposed to punch and kick him, like, hand to hand. But he, like, he calls teleports you behind it. you and stuff. Yeah. It's, a,
0: it's actually a kind of difficult fight. Yeah. Um, but... What did you think? What do you think about putting the voice actors names alongside the characters? So it's you, kinda, it'll introduce yeah. the character and then it'll say the voice actor yeah. name underneath in parentheses. It,
1: again, it's kind of like trying to make it feel like a movie.
0: Yes, like, I don't even know they don't, movies They that don't do really that.
1: do that in the middle of the scene. Exactly. This continues like, throughout the whole game. Yeah, it's an interesting stylistic choice that I I don't know. He's it, trying to make it film like even though films don't technically do that. Yeah. Uh but I think it's just an, an attempt, it felt like an attempt to make it feel like I'm playing a movie kind of a thing.
0: Which I was wondering if we would see the name, like Cyber Ninja, and then in parentheses was the character's real name? Oh, yeah. I actually didn't know it was pointing me towards the actor at first. Well, because they did this other with DARPA than-
1: chief, they did yes. this with Kenneth
0: Baker. Now, I did know the name David Hater, but it had been long enough to where yeah. I didn't realize. I was like, okay, is that, that's his real name? This is, because yeah, right. Darpa Chief isn't his name. No. So, parentheses, there's his real name. Yeah.
1: Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah.
0: Kenneth Baker, I get it. Now, I see it, it maybe not have said Darpa Chief. It might have said his actual name. But my point is, um, when it says something like like the ninja, you know, the Dar- shadow ninja, you which You thought his, his
1: real name was... Like it's the, the character. I name, just didn't
0: know what to not think. The I was like, "Who name. is that? The actor that's, or the I, character? That's valid. I think that's valid. or something like that." Because it had been valid. an hour since I had seen it previously, you know. Yeah. So I like didn't realize. Like, it starts to get jarring at the beginning of a game. You see these names and credits, and you know what it's doing. Yeah. In the middle of a game, it's like, "Wait, are they introducing me to the voice actor's like name in the middle of the game right yeah. now?" Yeah. I I don't know that I've ever seen <laughs> that. I yeah. don't know. Maybe I have. Maybe I haven't. But you know what made it even more confusing? When I was like, "Maybe it's the character's name." Those aren't the voice actors' real names. Oh, it's not? No. What, really? Almost all of them. It is not the actual name of the voice actor. What? So check this out. I didn't know that. George Eagles voiced the ninja guy. I found this out by searching a different name than what it gave me, right? I looked him up and it said, um, oh, shoot. It says his name is Greg Eagles, but it says George Bird. George B-Y-R-D. So it says, you know, the ninja dude, cyborg ninja. George Bird, I remember that. George Bird, his name is Greg Eagles. His name is not George Bird. I looked into his Wikipedia because finally I found him. I was like, what is, because I kept typing um, George Bird and it was like Greg Eagles. I'm like, no, I don't want Greg Eagles. I want George Bird. And finally I clicked the Wikipedia article and it's got his name. Everything else he's listed under his real name, Greg Eagles, except Metal Gear it says he credited as George Bird. I'm like, what's up with that? What's up with that? But That's then crazy. I looked into even more of these people, several of these characters like Hal Emmerich, Emmerich. He is voiced by somebody named Christopher Fritz. It says Christopher Fritz in the parenthetics. That's not his name. His name is Christopher Randolph. His name's not Christopher what? Fritz, it's Christopher Randolph. Every one of these characters, including the sniper and a bunch of the others, their name is so not the name that they give, and I don't know exactly why. I have one, like, guess as to maybe why they do this. Video games were brand new-ish. Voice acting in video games was not common. It was barely starting up. These were TV actors who maybe... We're trying to protect their reputation by using a different name for the video mm. games, for the kid video gamey things that they don't take seriously. I'm not saying they didn't take it seriously. They're actually, they perform well in, in this game. The voice acting is good. Yeah. But when I say take seriously, I mean like career wise. Like the reason why Hideo Kojima chose Konami because it's listed on the New York Stock, or on the Toke Stock on the, Exchange. On the Stock Exchange, yeah. yeah. Like, like that's what I mean by taking yeah, it seriously. Sure, sure. And I that's my guess. Does anyone have any, <laughs> knowledge Additional of this. Please tell man. me because I couldn't find out that's why crazy. these people are using different names for their credits. Didn't get it. Didn't get yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's weird, man. Having said that, Greg Eagles, who is, Greg Eagles voices George Bird who voices <laughs> the ninja. So the voice of George, George Bird, Greg Eagles, uh, he was the Grim Reaper in The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Oh,
1: nice. You remember,
0: you remember that voice? He had a very distinct yeah, voice. Yeah. yeah, That's who that actor is. Crazy. So yeah, that was good stuff.
1: Dude, that's that's crazy.
0: So imagine my confusion, not already not knowing what the parentheses was supposed to be indicating yeah, it's in even the middle the right of name. the game, then it's not even the right person. I'm like, wait, is it the character? I don't know, I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah, crazy stuff. But anyways. Grim I didn't Adventure's even think to look anime. into
1: that. I just assumed it was correct.
0: I uh, that's didn't know what to think. And after I looked it up, weird. I got even more confused than before. And wow. now
1: I'm really confused.
0: I hope somebody's gone, maybe like at a convention or something, Somebody's asked them this question, like, so by the way, why why didn't you tell anyone your real name? Mm. Like, oh, well, it was a different time back then, you know? Mm. That's what I'm expecting. Yeah. It was a different time. People didn't want to know that
1: they voiced video games. So it's an interesting... Just a guess. Yeah, it's a good guess. Uh, we'll see if anybody else has more information on that. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, so the fight's pretty cool. Yeah, um, it's nice. Yeah, it's There's nice. like stages to it. Yeah. Uh, like and here.
0: all throughout it, he's saying things like, yes, I remember this. Yeah, and this, like, pain, yeah more this pain. Yeah, this pain. More. Like he's gaining memory and experience, and he's someone that we've known in the past, right? Yes.
1: Clearly. Um, as yeah, you explained. and And you can call Naomi, like I said, in the middle of this fight, yes. and she'll start to kind of reveal more. But she particularly at bit. the end, when the fight is over, Yes, that's him. when... Um, When it's it's actually, when you've defeated Gray Fox, this is where, or he realizes, Snake realizes it's Gray Fox. And then Naomi reveals that he was recovered from Zanzibar, but he was dead. So he had actually died. He had really, literally died. They fitted his body with an exoskeleton. And then revived him. Revived him. him, Yeah. Drugged him and kept him alive for four years while they did gene therapy experiments on him. The current genome soldiers were born from those experiments. Mm. So he was experimented on to such a degree that he doesn't really even know who he is anymore. Yeah. Um, Snake asks why she didn't reveal this sooner, and she says that because it was confidential, and he asks if that's the only reason, and she doesn't say da, 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 anything.
0: Dot, 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 yeah. Doesn't
1: say anything. Nothing. Um, there's a police knots poster on the wall here next to Otacon. Did you see that? The police knots poster. I did. Yeah, yep. there's the three.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, it shows. I think the camera kind of points to it briefly, while um, when we at when he tells us what otaku convention means, <laughs> <laughs> it's like otaku is for the. And then the camera kind of looks at the poster. Yeah, the I, I kind of poster. remember that. But yeah, yeah, isn't that great? That that's, was what '94. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Was that when that game came out? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Cool little homage to the previous game here. That uh, yeah. uh, Kojima and Co- company. Oh, uh-huh. this is it. Snake asks Naomi,
0: first, do you know, and she dot, dot, dot. And then he asks her again. He says, do you really not know anything? And Naomi says, I could ask you the same question. Yes. That's when you're fighting. That's important. Okay, okay. In the middle of the battle,
1: she says, I could ask you the same thing. I could ask you the same thing. You should know who this is. You should remember in the pure battle (laughs) who it is that you're fighting. Because the ninja's remembering,
0: so why aren't you remembering, Snake? Um, So... Yeah, I love this. Um, Snake says, I always work alone. And then uh, Hal Emmerich is like, are you an otaku too? <laughs> and like, because alone, right? If you spend your days alone, you're otaku. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I can't believe that. Oh my that God. is so freaking funny. Dude. So I have to talk about this word a little bit though. And we have to talk about it, right? Yeah. I just, okay, so... The word otaku is Japanese and it, it, it more or less, it does mean essentially the same thing in English as it does in Japanese. But there is still a huge difference. So what it means in English is like you like anime, but like you really like anime, you right? You really, really like, like anime. You're kind of obsessed. Like you
1: kind of only like anime.
0: Yes. In Japan, you can be an otaku for different things, right? Like you can be somebody who's way into elevators or trains and you're, uh, you're that kind of otaku type person, Uh, almost like an Asperger's or like an autism thing where it's like you're into a thing and so you're obsessed with the thing. But there's a connotation, Um, if you are learning Japanese, and I say this to all the people out there who are, um, and you love anime a lot, you can call yourself an otaku in America and people get what you mean, like okay, I got it, you like anime, sure. Don't call yourself that to a Japanese person. <laughs> Just don't. Like in Japan, otaku is not a good thing. Yeah. Even if you're like. All the media of the otakus comes from Japan, right? Yeah. But the people in Japan who really like it don't talk about it very much and maybe they'll go to a convention it is it's not a thing that you want to be prideful about (laughs) that you want to be happy about like i'm an otaku that's it's unusual for somebody to admit to that where and and it makes people feel very uncomfortable so don't Do that. (laughs) If you go to Japan, if you know Japanese people, don't um, use that same word as loosely as you would in America where everyone's just like, oh yeah, I watched Cowboy Bebop once too. And it's like, no, you don't get it. I'm a real otaku. (laughs) I know all the anime. Like, Just don't tell people in Japan that you're otaku because it it has a really, really negative connotation in Japan. Despite technically meaning the same thing, more or less.
1: So anyways. They're just more judgmental of it.
0: Yes. And I'm sure how Emmerich uses the word in the Japanese version as well as the English version. Um, but it's just a lot weirder in Japan. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Um, but he even calls himself Otakon, which is the otaku convention. I think that is so freaking funny. Oh man. I cannot believe. I was, I was laughing. I cannot it's, believe I, it.
1: I had forgotten that. I remember when I was streaming, I was like, <laughs> that's... Where his freaking codename comes dude. from? Oh, it's man. that's actually what it
0: is. Are you serious? Yeah. So um, it turned uh, the uh, so Hideo Kojima actually wanted to cast the otaku as somebody who was very overweight, right? And oh. in a, in a different kind of way, right? Oh, I didn't read this. That's yes, interesting. and the the design uh, team came back to him with this design of of Hal and. Uh, Kojima liked it a lot. He said, okay, that's fine. But he wanted to go for more of the stereotyped version of what an otaku is or would be, specifically like in Japan, mm. where where it's definitely a very negative thing. And his team brought him more of a westernized version of what we would consider an otaku, which is just like a regular dude, but he's like kind of weird and he likes anime. Um, and and uh, Hideo Kojima was like, was very receptive to that. And I think it's because of the Western push for this game that yeah. it was like, okay, sure, you know, that's... If that's what the West thinks otaku are, that's fine. Uh, But he had a kind of a, 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 quite a different idea. I think of if you've ever seen the at, well, actually, meme like the meme of the, the the face of the person who's pushing up his glasses, and that's he looks, what Hideo he looks, Kojima was he thinking. He looks
1: just like that roommate used to have. What was his name? Oh gosh, that I don't want to say his name photo, in case he's watching. <laughs> that was how he talked. That too. meme photo. Yes, it looks looks just, just like, like him, him, and that's exactly
0: what he and would say. And th- that voice. When I read that word in my head, it's his voice. It's his voice, one hundred percent. Oh man! But uh, and he was probably an actual otaku. And I, um, he probably would
1: even tell... It. He went to Japan, too. There was, there was a time where I was flirting with the idea of creating a segment on our podcast called yeah. Actually... Well, actually... Where we would correct ourselves from oh, previous sure. episodes. Oh, sure. Hey, that's fine. That's fine. I wanted to do that. If it's like, like self... I might yeah. actually offend somebody if we like turned <laughs> that into a legitimate... like. <laughs> like, people might think I'm referring to their corrections as if they're being this annoying... You yeah. know, otaku guy. Because when really I'm grateful for the corrections, right? So right, I, I didn't want to give right. the wrong impression so I well, kind of scrap that good idea. Call, good call, But, yeah. I, <laughs> anyway, that meme is hilarious. Um, yeah, I love it. Okay, so Otacon doesn't seem to know that Metal Gear is designed to launch nukes. Yeah. He, he thought it was only meant to shoot down nukes.
0: Well, because he's still thinking, like old school, he's thinking missiles. Yes. And he's like, no, I don't think, because it has a missile launcher, but yeah. he's like, I don't think you can get a nuclear warhead on the missile launcher, yeah. right? That doesn't make sense, right? Yeah. And then it turns out, but he's like, oh, but there is the rail gun. Yeah. The rail gun using, um, I believe it's the magnets, right, where yeah, it uses reverse right. magnets and a narrowing field to like, <laughs> you can yeah, really launch. rocket something yeah. out if you, if you use magnets. Yeah. Um, and there it's silent other than the fact that the thing you're shooting breaks the sound barrier, so there's still <laughs> a really loud, <laughs> 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 but in theory, other than that, you know, the sound barrier being broken, it is it is silent, silent. to use that gun. It's Anyways, there's just a, a physics flaw in <laughs> the idea sure. of making something that quiet at all. Yeah. It's pretty funny, but yeah, so it turns out that the nuclear device can be put onto the railgun and shot. yes. without a propulsion, without a missile, without anything
1: attached to it. Mm-hmm. And that is uh, what Oticon did not know. Yep. And when Snake reveals the actual like yeah, uh, purpose of Metal Gear, Otacon's like gutted by this because he is. Yeah. his grandfather worked on the Manhattan Project. Yes, that's right. His father was born on the day the Hiroshima bomb was dropped. Yeah, He's like the curse of nuclear weapons is like in yeah. my family. Yeah. It's like, I thought I was using science to help mankind. For, for good. And actually, that's you know not happening. And yep. So he's, he's all shook up. Said
0: many scientists throughout history, yeah. including Einstein, and a lot of the great scientists are just like, oh my right. gosh, if I knew that this was going to happen, I never would have you know, yeah. made the advancements that I did. So they
1: kind of consult each other for a while. Otacon decides he wants to help Snake, but his leg is damaged, and he's also... Than Otaku, so <laughs> he's just not physically up he to the challenge. Really help other than and Snake says something like, "I don't need you. I need your brain. Yes, Contact that's right, So you just call me. Yeah. And he has this the cyborg ninjas camouflage. Yeah, yeah. So he can so, sneak around and be invisible and be safe. Which he, he says, find some to hide and just like just brief me. Tell me what to do. I'll I'll call you when I need you. Kind of thing. He gives you uh, another key card to get you into more doors. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, he tries to uh, Snake tries to call Meryl then to let her know uh, that he's he's found Emmerich or whatever, but she gets spotted. Yes, while, he's while talking we're to talking her. to her, yeah. And he's like, oh crap! Like I've got to go rescue her. Oticon had seen her before. Yes. So he's like, well, she she looks like the other guys because she's wearing the same uniform. But she has this cute way of walking. She kind of wiggles her behind. Wiggles her
0: behind. And he's like, you were looking at her behind? Well, she's got a cute behind. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> All right. Okay. Her um, Meryl's behind is a basically a character in this game. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, we, <laughs> even more. as she was running away, when she was running into the elevator and turned around to shoot at us, it slow mo, zoom in, close up, right on her behind, just like perfect framing there. You know, they definitely um, you know want to yes make emphasize you very that. aware. And it, we bring it up in this next scene. We she's bring a it up again. Girl. Yes. If very you think much so. about it that way, it very kind of so. like
1: changes the way I look at it a little bit, but it's yeah. still kind of stupid. It's still kind of stupid.
0: Because <laughs> then we end up meeting up with her. I can't remember. Did something happen between this and us?
1: Well, meeting this up with is her? where I was going to leave off. Oh, fair day. enough. It was just after this. Well, when we meet up with her, up.
0: we bring up her butt again. Yeah. And it's just kind of a thing. So. It's like the fourth time. Yeah.
1: Um, anyway, the only other thing I have here is um, Snake starts to get worried that he's going to like die of a heart attack after talking to him. Yeah, it's He's like, right. are you feeling okay? Are, are you are all right? Oh, they even do that sound effect. Yeah, the, 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 the gurgling of the gurgling stomach. And then
0: nothing. Are you okay?
1: Uh, Is everything all right? What are you talking about? It's like everybody I meet dies suddenly. He's like, oh, you're bad luck. Yeah, you're bad luck. (laughs) He's like, never mind. All (laughs) right. Everything's cool. So anyway, that's the end of this week's podcast. Thanks for joining us. Uh, We're about a fourth of the way through the game, I would think, at this point. Yeah, sure. Uh, There's two discs, so we're about halfway through disc one. So I'm thinking about kind of breaking it up to next time, play through the end of disc one. The next time I'll tell you where to play it, to you we want halfway through disc two and then yeah. finish off disc two? We might have five episodes total yeah, rather yeah. than four because there can be a lot to break down, especially in the latter half of the game. There's
0: more wow. here. I took more notes than I thought I was going to. Uh,
1: that's kind of my plan for now. So Good. for next episode, play to the end of disc one. Cool. Thanks for watching. See you next time. Peace out.